Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar. Why, hello, Matt. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Oh, man, what if we just talked to these voices the entire time? I'm just thinking we're doing a Tony Robbins imitation right now. Maybe we should jump up and down and walk on fire. Exactly. People will be so hyped to listen to this podcast. Um, do the gangster voice though like tony does it oh yeah he's got a weird voice anyway gravelly anyway what are we talking about curtis we are going to talk about something that is near and dear to both of our hearts completely which is um, what i was making a heart joke i didn't hear it but anyway i said the aorta like the aorta is oh I miss, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. I mean, so that's anyway. in your heart, but not, not, but you I, I don't, I'm not great at biology. I dropped out of college. Back to the main subject. What we are talking about is a subject that is near and dear to our hearts. Um, so, especially in the last, it seems like the last two months, Matt has been sending me people. I don't think he realizes it when he does it. And I have been getting a lot of people coming to me uh, like a couple days before their album is released or their single is released or it's already out, you know, or the album's out or their video's out or something like that. And they're like, hey, man, so we just released this awesome thing and we spent like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on it and we want to know what you can do for us. And uh, every time I hear this, I kind of want to kick the person saying it because I, I, I realize I think a lot of people haven't quite clicked on the fact that you need to promote prior to release and i mean me and matt have been talking about this for a long time but here's the thing if you want proper promotion and you want your album properly um covered there's a series there's a sequence of steps you have to go through and i apologize if i'm coming across as condescending i'm truly not and i'm trying to just do something that's educational but um if you want to have your album actually properly promoted you have to start the press cycle at least one to three months in advance, preferably three months, if not longer, just because, because here's the thing, like, here's a really good example is last year, I'm not going to mention this band, this band came to me, I'm not joking to you, three days before their album was released, and they wanted to know what print publications they could get into. And what do you think I said, Matt? Uh, WTF, brah. Yeah, and the reason why I said WTF bra uh, in some other words was because of the fact like a print publication is not going to review your album uh, if it's already out. They're going to want to have it in advance because they like to have the album review come, come out around the same time as the album. So if you come to me, for example, and you just spend all this money on getting these high quality pictures perfect for print and you know you get all this and, and you got the highest quality artwork all perfect for print but you're releasing in two days you've basically fucked yourself for any type of print publication one almost like 85 percent of the time if not higher than that just because they work on a cycle of they want to review the album around the same time as it's releasing now online it might be a little bit easier 
but at the same time, 90 percent of all uh, online publications also will not cover the album if it's already out. They might do a news item saying it's out, but most of the time, if you are trying to get reviews, it's a very, very, very tough sell. Like Matt will not even look at an album for Metal Injection if it's out. Correct. We're not allowed to, because basically the whole goal of Metal Injection is, like you said, to release it or to release the reviews around when they come out. You know, like if something like I really want to do it, like I'm, I can pull some strings and ask Cody to, you know, look the other way for me. But like, broadly speaking, yeah. Like, and it's also important to realize, like, that's the, that's like the fun of being a journalist, right? Is being able to tell your friends, oh, I got the new The Skull record two months before release. Ha ha ha, I can't play it for you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like. Although like, they all do, anyways. But, 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 but this is an important thing to realize, right? Is that a big part of the fun of being a journalist is you get the records in advance. That's like the value add. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially for metal journalism, where we're doing it for free. You know, to often not a very big um, readership. Exactly. So. Like if you if your album's already released, you can basically cut out almost pretty much all major press unless you got like a really 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 strong hookup at a magazine already. Like it's and it would have to be like a super strong fucking hookup, like better than Matt Bacon hookup. You'd probably have to be best buds with Greg or Rob or somebody like that at Metal Injection, I would think, to even get that. And even then, they'd probably still say, "Hey, what the fuck are you thinking?" You know what I mean? So um, it's very very tough to do. Can it be done? Yes sometimes but it's very 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 hard to do i wouldn't i wouldn't even bother to even ask a print mag to review my my album if it was already out unless i had big ad dollars behind me to be honest and even then you're probably still not gonna get it. so if if you're gonna sink all this time and money into and this is also part of why doing a surprise release doesn't work just for the record like i think a lot of people are like oh we're gonna surprise release it and then do the promo but like yeah, the thing is surprise surprise like first of all if a surprise release didn't work for avenge sevenfold yeah it's not going to work for you. And like the bands where it does work for like, like Kanye West did it, but I mean, that's fucking Kanye West. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the bands it works for are the bands who are going to get covered anyway. Yeah. I you think know, Drake like, did it too, but so it's like the rappers and the guys that are like Instagram personalities. Yeah. Like, you know, like certain bands can do it, but it has to be bands who are going to get covered regardless, you know, like Slipknot could, you know, like, Every, they could probably do it. Every time they breathe, Metal Sucks writes an article. Pretty much, yeah. So, and I mean, because of the fact that they get the clicks, but like if you're in a smaller band and you just drop a new album to your core people of like, I don't know, let's say you have 300 fans on Facebook, of which 10% of the people see the post, you know, you got 30 people are now aware that you dropped the surprised album. Let's say like maybe half of those people buy the album now as a result you've only made 15 sales you know it just doesn't add up and i i understand the think behind it but it doesn't usually work unless you're a known band or you can somehow translate it into sales by being already known for in some way like um yeah I, it just doesn't work out 99.9 percent .9 of the time and this includes surprise drops on christmas day halloween you name it right all just of which are never good ideas the only time i really saw uh, a Halloween drop work was for um, Danzig could do it. Danzig no could do question. it. Uh, Acid Witch did it, and Acid Witch are like 
Halloween the band. So like it makes sense for acid. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. like that didn't seem weird. That just seemed like yeah. of course acid which release on Halloween because they're that band. Yeah, but Electric Wizard could do it too. Yeah, but know? unless but like if you're just a metal band who like horror movies, like that's yeah. you know like the, the all those bands we just listed are bands that have a documented uh years in some cases decades long history of ties to horror yeah and they've all been covered in major major mags already and all are basically household names in the metal community but even then i mean a surprise drop is not always going to like at a at a level of a electric wizard it probably still isn't going to drop but i don't sorry it probably still isn't going to work that well but it could i think sleep was the only band i'm aware of that really really did a good job with the surprise drop that was yeah. it. And but again, they, like, were, they like, still had problems. It was like such a, that was such an incredibly anticipated release. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they hadn't done anything in that forever. And they became legends in the time since they released anything, right? So, you know, but if, for example, another band did that tomorrow, it probably wouldn't work unless, it would, you know, it's sleep or something. So this is the main point is that, if you come to one of us and you want, and okay, so let's say you've already made the mistake. You released the album, you released the single, it's out there. Is there a way to salvage it? Yes. There's a couple ways that you can salvage it. Number one is the one that people do not like to hear most of the time, which is pull the fucking album down now. Like pull it the fuck down now. Just take it off Bandcamp, take it off YouTube, take it off all the streaming platforms, just fucking take it down right this fucking second. Yes, you're out the 75 bucks or whatever it is for DistroKid, just fucking take it down take it down and then go get a proper pr to help you promote the shit out of the thing and don't worry that you know five people already bought the album or listened to it on spotify who fucking cares it's worth it to take it down and then push a, a release date two to three months away and actually get a proper uh, campaign done even if you just were doing it yourself that would be smarter than just leaving it up because you're not going to get pretty much jack shit otherwise. Like, if yeah. you're looking for press. And, and it really... And the other thing I want to clarify, the, the mistake that often triggers a lot of this, yeah. is if you're, it doesn't matter when your release show is. Like, if you're, like, like oh, you ha like, a lot of, so many bands plan their release around their release show. That's yeah. just silly. Like, at the end of the day, if, you know, so, like, first of all, even fairly big bands will have product available before release at shows, right? Like, no, like, you're probably not going to get your thing uploaded to the internet to be leaked, you know? And if it is, that could actually be good for you. Yeah, well, here's the other thing. Yeah, here's the main thing. So if you, if you plan the release show and you've already released the CD and you're selling some, big whoop, just take it down from streaming platforms and we promote it as a new thing. You can just say it was locally released. Who fucking cares? Like, yeah. literally, who fucking cares? Just don't go go asking your fans to bring back the CD. That's just stupid. But Have people done you, that to you? I actually had someone ask me that question a while back. I'm not going to answer who it was, but yes, someone actually asked that question. So, but I here's the thing: their diligence. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I hopefully they don't listen to this and get embarrassed. I, I mentioned it, but anyways, I will not mention your name if you are listening to the podcast. Forgive me for bringing it up. But anyways, here's the thing: is that. If it's already out physically and you've released it at your show, not a big deal. Just pull it down from everywhere else and do an international release PR campaign. It's really fucking simple to do. I've done it countless times. That is my go-to answer. 
for anybody who's fucked up. The other thing you can do is if you're really not willing to take it down from, down from online, which a lot of people aren't, for whatever reason, because one person bought it or one person streamed it and the rest of the band is all uppity about it, this is what you do. You leave it on all streaming platforms, but you do a PR push for a physical CD, vinyl, or tape release. One of those three. If you can package it up as a new item, you are fine. It does not matter if it's streaming. It does not matter if it's, on, if it's online. Otherwise, if you are pushing a CD release or a vinyl release or a tape release and, it's a new, and you're pushing it as a new thing, you're fucking golden. Just you got to be smart about these type of things is, is what it is. So like if you then go, well, you know, I don't want to put any money. I don't, I don't want to, you know, stop taking orders for this because one person already ordered. Again, you're not thinking right. Just change it into a pre-order and just put the release for three months away. Yes, I understand you already sold one or two copies. It's totally okay. You can now sell a lot more as a result of the PR that you're getting. And again, I apologize if I'm being condescending, but it just kind of blows my mind a lot of times when bands put all this time and effort and money into making an album that they feel really good about and it bombs because they're not willing to do the actual steps in order to get the sales afterwards. So, and it's very frustrating because so many bands will do that and they'll be like, Oh man, I can't do, I can't now set it up as a pre-order because we had three people order it or, you know, there's this one person that wants it. Like who cares? Fulfill the one order and just, you know, yeah, like, order for the rest. Just you got to think with it, not put stops on there. You got to be like, okay, how do we make this work versus not? And if all those ideas completely, sorry, Matt, let 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 let's hear what you were going to say before I go on. No, I just I just want to reemphasize, like, what are the actual consequences of your record leaking? Like, you weren't going to make a ton of money not. on Spotify either, you know. Yeah. And the people who were going to buy it were probably like, know about streaming. You know what I mean? And on top of that, most people don't go to download sites now anyways. Oh, that's the other thing too, right? Is like <clears throat> how many things, like like what, like the only record in the last five years that like I think anyone really gave a shit about the leak for? Was Carcass. Probably. No, it was Tool. Oh, Carcass. Oh, well, Carcass was five years ago. Yeah, well, that's why I said five years ago, yeah. Yeah, but Tool, the Tool leak got out a lot of places but like the carcass record and the tool record were like two of the most hotly anticipated records ever. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like the tool record might literally be the most hyped album of all time. And you know what, even with the leak, the, the record company probably didn't give a shit. Cause you know what? It's like basically pre-promotion for them. Yeah. Like, like they've they're not. Out, yeah. And, and they've sold out all across, like they've sold out a physical product everywhere two weeks out. Oh, I didn't like, know that, that yeah. but still, so they're probably they probably don't care, and the revenue they're going to get from the from the um, streams is going to more than compensate for any lost sales they got, lost streams they got over the download. Yeah, and, so. and and the people who are downloading it, like again, either, are they tools, Matt? Sure, they're tools, Curtis. But like again, like like how many of those people were actually tool? You know, people who were tool buyers versus people who were like just kind of curious about what this record was. Or, or reversely, it's going to be Tool fans who are going to buy the record anyways. Yeah. So One of the two. So one last thing I just want to quickly just cover, cover just to reiterate on this one aspect. If your album leaks, it really doesn't make a difference nowadays because, like I said, people are going to end up streaming it. It's more convenient. And um, I actually had recently had a client, their album leaked, 
I didn't even bother to tell them and I didn't even freak out or anything like that because in reality, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. It just doesn't. It's going to be released on streaming soon. Uh, the album's coming out on vinyl. You know, the people who want vinyl, especially if it's a vinyl release, honestly, illegal downloads is not going to affect vinyl sales. It's just not. The guys who are into vinyl are going to uh, be buying the vinyl. Yeah, that's really so, as simple I mean, I as that. So, so don't worry about leaking. Don't, um, don't plan your release show around your album coming out. And like, or rather, don't, you don't plan the album coming out around the release show. Vice versa is correct. But again, if there's, you know, if for whatever reason it's like, oh, well, this particular show we get to open for someone sick or we get to play this festival, so we want to tie it in with the release, cool. Then have physical product and don't worry about it getting leaked. Yeah, you know? and, and set the official release date for a month or two or three months or whatever in advance. Just don't worry about it. If you think someone's going to freak out because they saw the CD at your merch table, and but it says it's being released in two months, nobody's going to freak out. Nobody even remembers. Like, literally, nobody remembers. Yeah. Just, just, just as an aside, I, last year, this past year, rather, I had a band come to me who needed PR help because their last PR got them jack shit for reviews and the album was already out. So what we did is we advertised it as an international release. And you know what? 99.9% .9 of all journalists did not remember they received the promo last year and did not review it. I'm not even fucking joking. So, and we got a shit ton of reviews out of it. And we got a shit ton of press just because we hyped it as being a new, <clears throat> new physical product. Didn't worry about the old thing where the album got released. Didn't even care that the other PR had got them like one review in a Russian download blog or something like that. Nobody remembered. Nobody cared. And we also, got so God bless the Russian download blogs for all the press coverage they provide. <laughs> I don't think it was a Russian download. I'm being sarcastic. But anyways, this all ties into one thing, which is let's say you're all you're totally fucked. The album's now been out for a year and a half, two years. Um, now you're concerned because you're about to enter the studio and no one's heard of you and you don't know what to do. So here's what you do. You buy the PR tune-up that me and Matt offer. It's a joint uh, venture that we do where Matt goes full-on analysis into your band with a uh, thousands of words analysis paper. I can't even remember the exact words. I was just talking. So I did one for Fractal Universe, and it got kind of passed around the uh... – oh, uh, okay. I, I won't get into it, but, but pe pe people dig it. People dig it. Like so it's a really it's it's a really in depth, high value way to kind of just get everything about your band plucked apart. Totally. So and the other thing you get is you get from me, you get an audit of your uh, social media sites, uh, and then you get uh, a thirty day marketing plan that I draw up after a fifteen minute phone consultation with me. Uh, you also get uh, a merch giveaway set up with the site, and you get a minimum of three form interviews provided to you as well. So basically what it does, basically gives you a tune-up. We tell you what to do with your social media. We give you hints about what you can do for marketing. We help you, uh, we at least get you a minimum of three interviews, which is some immediate press. And the grand total of all that is only $300. Normally, a PR tune-up that I sell by myself is 225 and then Matt's analysis paper on top of that is usually $150. So that's a grand total savings of my head. I can't do math. 50 bucks, 75 bucks, 75 bucks, 75 bucks right there, which is pretty damn good. So if you want to, if you want to find out other people that have had uh, a PR tune up done, you can speak to people like uh, casket robbery 
uh, fumaroles currently on one. Um, I've also done one without Matt, granted, with uh, Forever Autumn and uh, so a few other people. So if you're interested in talking to anybody about the PR tune-up, hit one of them up. Casket Robbery, I know, has been ecstatic about everything that they've gotten so far. Um, yeah. So, and they're on they're on a pretty cool tour right now with I think uh, the Convalescents. About to go on tour. About to go on tour. Okay, sorry. Yeah, but anyway, so you get so the PR tune-up is not recommended for anyone who is about to release an album. I've had a few bands look at my page and go, "Oh man, I want to get the PR tune-up for two hundred twenty-five bucks." And it's like, dude, you're about to release an album. Like, do you want reviews or do you want to just get some immediate, like an immediate tune-up? The PR tune-up is what it says. It tunes you up. It is not going to give you reviews. You're going to get a little bit of press, but it's not like a full PR campaign. I'm not going to go follow up with people say, hey, man, can you listen to the album? Can you review it? You're not going to get anything beyond the form reviews. That's what you get because it's like cheaper price. Normally, a campaign with me costs $500 a month. Matt usually charges, uh, I think it's $700 a month for consulting. We can't put all that into a little mini package like that. It takes up too much of our time. So we, but we decided for the people that can't afford that, we can do something that'll really help them out, get them a little bit more visibility and just enable them to, you know, tune themselves up. So if you're in between tour, if so, if you're in between tour cycles or in between album cycles, this is perfect for you. If you're about to release an album or about to go on tour, this is not perfect for you. Just go get yourself some PR. Um, yeah. Which Curtis is happy to provide by the way. Yeah, just by, now one more thing I want to add. You need to, if you're doing PR with me, make sure you or you want to do PR with me, make sure you send me the tracks when you hit me up. I've, I've had like recently a, a lot of people hit me up for PR asking me for prices and I will never give a price unless I've heard the album. Why is that, Matt? Because you don't want to have to rep a shitty band. Well, it's not just necessarily shitty or someone I don't like. I've, I've actually had a band, a guy that was into uh, country music about a week or two ago uh, email me asking me for PR rates. I'm like, oh, what kind of music are you? Country. Uh, sorry, man, I can't help you. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, it's always weird when those people sort of. I don't, I don't get it. Like, well, I've also had people that aren't in the genres that we rap, and they know that, and they'll just come to me and be like, hey, dude, can you tell me of a good PR that you recommend? I'm like, yeah, totally. I can tell you a PR I can recommend. You know, I, I don't mind it when people do that. I actually appreciate it when people do that. Sure. Anyway, this has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet?